Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports Today. I am joined by former MLB player Brandon Wood. How are you doing today, man? Good, Mitch. How are you doing? Doing really good, really good. So, first off, I always like asking this question, but what made you fall in love with the sport of baseball? You know, my dad was a huge baseball fan. He was a Yankees fan. Um, he was a Yankees fan before the Yankees were good. Uh, no, and uh, he he put a glove in my hand probably age two or three and we beat up the house diving for baseballs and uh once i got on a field you know uh fortunately some of it just came easy and some of it uh, uh later on i had to work really hard for it. but uh i fell in love with the game just for its it's pure it's america's pastime it's uh it's difficult the game is based off of failure which you can't really find anywhere else you know you're going to fail more than you succeed most of the time um so it's all the things little things things in between for sure so um you know what was it like growing up and then knowing that you were going to go on to the next level you know it started out where you know I was pretty good at baseball from the start and uh you'd get on teams and uh you kind of take off and have success as a seven-year-old an eight-year-old a nine-year-old and then you're kind of the uh you're the one of the best guys on the team until about that 12, 13 year, year old age where I was small and I didn't grow. Uh, so that was a time where I wasn't the best. I didn't have any power, but I could really play a good shortstop. Um, you know, it was those times that I got through and then I got into high school and I was a really small freshman. Uh, and then I uh, went through a growth spurt and sophomore year I started to get some attention and then my junior year uh, I got a scholarship full ride to the University of Texas uh, and then my senior year I kind of took off and hit 20 home runs and there was like 20 30 scouts professional scouts at each game uh, and then I realized okay this is uh, this is getting real. Wow so then what was it like to get drafted into the MLB? You know, this was before uh, I just watched Derek Jeter's documentary, if you've seen it. Um, and it was the same thing that he went through. You're kind of waiting on a phone call and you're looking at this computer screen. It's not like the MLB channels bringing you out and you're wearing a suit. I was eating pancakes. My mom had made pancakes and I'm eating pancakes waiting for the angels to call my name, hopefully. Uh, and they ended up calling my name right before the di- right after the Diamondbacks did. Wow, that's awesome. For sure. So, um. What was, you know, the whole process of the minor leagues like? Because I know that that can be kind of a grind, to say the least. So what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, you go from high school baseball. I, I believe we played 35 games. Um, I'd play summer ball and get 30 games in. And then you'd play fall ball and get 20 games in. So you'd right play, you know, 80, 90 games in a year in Arizona. Uh, and then – you go to a ball straight out of high school and they're saying, Hey, you're going to play 142 games. You're going to get one to two off days a month. And uh, we're going to stay in the craziest hotels you've ever stayed in, go to the craziest cities you've ever gone to uh, and experience some of the craziest things you've ever experienced. And it was, uh, it was all of that and more. Uh, but the minor league baseball was tough because you're playing every single day. And it wasn't just that physically, Physically, it wore me out that first year, but it was more mentally knowing that, hey, I just went 0 for 4 with 3Ks, and now I got to wake up the next morning and do it again. 
And then you go 0 for 4 with 3Ks again. And you're like, now I'm 0 for 8 with 6Ks. I've never done this in my entire life. I struck out eight times total in high school. And now I'm striking out eight times in two days. So you really have to figure out how to handle that failure. Right, for sure. No, I can imagine that that's, that's tough. So you mentioned, you know, the crazy cities and crazy all that. And there's a lot of crazy promotions and things that go on in minor league baseball. So what's one that you experienced that was the most entertaining? Oh, that's a good question. And this is the answer, uh, number one answer by far. So in a lot of the minor league cities, there's a beer powder. And that means that if you strike out, beer goes half price. Well, they either pick two guys. They either pick the first round pick to try to get in his head or they pick out the guy with the most strikeouts. And I was I was that guy both times. I was the guy with the most strikeouts and draft picks. So I was a beer batter every single time. And uh, every time you get two strikes on you, the whole crowd, 8,000 people just yelling at you, telling you that you got to strike out, they need more beer. And one time I struck <laughs> out four times. The whole city, the whole town must have been drunk on me because I, I was just striking out left and right. So they got free beer on Brandon, uh, and I happened to be the beer batter for the rest of my career. Oh, jeez. That's that's funny. We do that here in Billings with the Mustangs. We have a beer batter. So that's... Yeah, so I'm a guy every time. <laughs> that's funny. So then, you know, I have to ask, what made you move to Billings, Montana? You know, I was in Arizona for 25 years. Uh, my wife is from Billings, but she moved to Arizona. And uh, we met in Arizona. Uh, had spent uh, a good year there together. And then I came up to Montana to visit her family and go to a wedding. And I just couldn't believe how nice the people were, you know, and, and coming from Texas where I was born and I lived there for 10 years, it kind of reminded me of Texas a little bit. And the fact that, you know, it was a yes, ma'am, no, sir, open up the door for a lady. It was things that were just kind of old school that I, that I enjoy and appreciate. And, you know, it's a kind of living that I want my boys to to grow up in uh, nothing against Scottsdale in Arizona. This is just uh, a, a place of really, really good people that I like to be around. For sure. So you mentioned your boys and you've obviously had the chance to be in the major league. So what story are you going to tell your boys about those times? You know, I'll probably share with them uh, any, anything and everything that I went through. I think the most important things that I'll share with them is probably my struggles um, when I mentally, uh, kind of lost it and, and the anxiety and the panic attacks and things like that, I'll, uh, I'll let them know that struggle is normal. You know, I wasn't really raised to, uh, believe that struggle was a real thing. You kind of just got through it and you always succeeded. Um, so when I hit, hit a time when I struggled, it kind of, I panicked, you know, so I'm going to let them know about those times. And then, uh, maybe I'll bring out the whole highlight tape and let them watch them going when dad was good one time <laughs> <laughs> for sure and you know obviously I mean I know your career didn't pan out the way it was meant to but it still is cool being a major league baseball player what was that experience like to have your name called out for the first time in an MLB stadium that's actually another funny story Mitch I was uh first game I started was on a Sunday in Anaheim uh we're playing the Tampa Bay devil rays at that time and i'm so excited like i'm in the dugout waiting you know to go out onto the field uh, i can't believe that i'm actually playing on a major league field this is something that i have dreamed about since i was three years old and all of a sudden it's actually happening 
And I've never had that experience before where you wanted something so much, so bad. And then all of a sudden it was given to you. Right. Um, but then I go in to the dugout after the second inning and I'm hitting, uh, I'm hitting ninth where I hit a lot over there in Anaheim. I'm hitting ninth and uh, I'm so excited to go up and hit. I go on deck and all of a sudden I get a tug on my Jersey and it's uh, Jose Molina, uh, Yadier's brother. And he goes, Hey, do you mind if I go ahead and hit first? I'm hitting eight. I went up on the on-deck circle <laughs> a guy before. And then, and so everybody's looking at me, look at this rookie, just nervous as, as heck, just trying to get out there and hit. And uh, that was another reminder. And then I had a great at bat, but I struck out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So then since you've moved here, you've started to bat, which I think is just an awesome thing for our community. So tell everyone a little bit about that. Yeah, I, uh, I moved to Montana, and to be honest, it was a time for me to kind of get away from baseball at that time, at least what I thought. Um, I had coached in the minor leagues with the Padres. I had played for 11 years. Uh, my career didn't end how I wanted, so I had some bitterness a little bit. Um, so I figured I wanted out of baseball, and I was going to do something 9 to 5. Uh, and then I got a job selling insurance, and then I realized how much I love baseball again. <laughs> So then I realized, okay, it's time to get back into baseball. I started doing lessons in town, realized that uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of baseball and softball players in the community. And it was a big baseball and softball community in itself. Um, so once I realized that, I started to have kind of some ideas of opening up a place, a place for everybody to go to, not just a place for this uh, travel ball to be. I want a place for, you know, where, where kids – start to play baseball or softball they stay in baseball or softball longer and then they have an opportunity after uh their after high school if they want it is kind of my goal um so i realized there was a need for that in the community and had a chance to open up dbat and uh it stands for developing beliefs attitudes and traditions it's a franchise actually there's about 110 of them now across the uh, united states uh, and we're just one here in billings montana yeah, it was surprising. So I had never seen it the bat before until yours here. And then I went down to Utah and I saw one right by uh, somewhere in like Eagle Mountain or something. And I'm like, oh, OK, I didn't realize they were a franchise. Yeah, they're everywhere. You know, <laughs> uh, they have a real good formula and, you know, they really just want more kids to get in there and play baseball and softball. And that's that's the deal. Cause you know, a seven year old gets a bad experience, you know, with a bad coach and they never want to play again. And you know, what if that, you know, child would have ended up loving the game or maybe, you know, being really good at the game and they just didn't get that shot because of one bad coach. We kind of want to be that middle ground to where, you know, everybody can enjoy the game and we can walk you through those times where you think you may want to quit. Uh, at least let me get a, a hold of you before you quit. And I'll, I'll talk to you about how good the game can be amongst the toughness. For sure. So then how cool is it to have that location in Rimrock Mall? I think it's kind of a cool central location for you. You know, it's actually it's great because it's central, like you said. And then it's funny to see the random people that come in to hit off our machines. And I love it. Like people that have never played the game before, people that haven't played in 20 years. We have a group of uh, uh, men that are 70 and 72 years old that play in a men's league that come every Tuesday at like 11 o'clock, you know, and it's just, you know, the game spread throughout the community. It doesn't matter if you're, 
a five-year-old or if you're uh, an, an older gentleman uh, or in between, it's a spot that everybody can enjoy. That's awesome for sure. So, you know, you mentioned managing in the Padres organization. And um, so I guess I just want to ask who was the most, I guess, who was the uh, best player that you managed in your time managing? Fernando Tatis. Yeah. I was wondering when you said that. That's <laughs> uh, got traded over. Uh, from Was it from Texas to the Padres? I think it was Chicago. Chicago, you're right. It was Chicago. Yeah. So he got from Chicago, and I got him. And I'll tell you what, about 45 pounds lighter. He didn't have that awesome hair. He was just a normal haircut. But I tell you what, he could smash. And he was just smooth, you know. You just knew that you had a big leaguer on your hands. Uh, and he developed a lot faster than anybody ever would have thought. Uh, and unfortunately, he's going through, you know, some stuff right now with a, a failed test. But uh, hopefully he sees himself through that and can get better and, and, and end up on the other end of that. For sure. Yeah, when you said minor leagues and Padres, I kind of put two and two together. I'm like, man, that might be right during that time. <laughs> it was uh, – damn, he was, he was special from the start. Oh, that's awesome to hear. And it's so cool that, you know, I mean, being a past player, you were able to have that opportunity to coach too. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, you know what? It was one of those deals where I got in right after I was done playing. And I think I still had that little bit of bitterness, you know, in my heart from how my career ended that uh, I gave it my all coaching, but I don't think my heart was in it totally. Yeah. Um, so if there's ever an opportunity, maybe down the road, uh, I'll get back into coaching and, and I'll really be, my heart will be in it and I'll really get to help those kids. Well, that'd be awesome. If it's in Billings, uh, yeah. we would be really happy. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, Hey, um, so I know that there was a, um, unfortunate accident with the bat in, yeah. I think it was a year ago or so. Um, how is the renovation going with that? You know, it's going to be honest, we're going to uh, we're going to be a year closed November 1st. So it's taken much, much longer than we anticipated. Uh, you know, there's things that go on behind the scenes and, and trying to uh, get money from insurance and uh, get it on time and then, you know, get it over to the people that can make the adjustments. So it's just been a crazy process that I didn't think was going to take this long. Um, but the community's kind of been surrounded behind us. Uh, we get calls and emails every day, you know, asking when we're going to be open, if we can get lessons in. You know, and that's the hardest part, knowing that we have kids that had enjoyed DBAT, got better at DBAT, and know that it's been an entire year where they weren't uh, able to do that. So right. we'll, we're hoping to be open in the next month, month and a half, and uh, then we'll kind of get going and get those kids back in there. Oh, that's awesome to hear. I, I know it's been a quite a – ride for you with that and it was an unfortunate situation and just everything you know, was, I, it was not i think i can check it off my list as a business owner i had a truck go through my building so i can <laughs> check it up no that's not gonna happen again oh let's hope not right <laughs> for sure well hey brandon i want to thank you so much for coming on today and um yeah do you have any parting words for hopefully kids that want to get into baseball you know, I, I've said it a couple of times today, but I, I preach it a lot when I speak to groups. Um, this game is based off of failure, right? The best in the game go three out of 10, you know, offensively. Pitchers can be better, but 
Uh, on the offensive side, we're going to fail more than we succeed. So we really got to understand how to handle our emotions when we fail, understand that it's normal, expect to fail because you're going to, and then yeah. enjoy of success uh, and try to play the game on this kind of level, not an up and down, up and down. If you can keep even keel, even as a youngster, you're going to enjoy this game a lot more. So uh, I would just say ride the wave and, and keep it even keel and realize that failure is going to happen and enjoy the positive when it does. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much, Brandon, for your time this morning and look forward to the bat reopening here soon. I'm looking forward to it, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Of course. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Hey, guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports. And do I have a company I would love to highlight for you? It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.